Okay, so we're in week five. I didn't know what to call it, so I just called it finale week. I, at this point, I feel like everyone knows each other even, but feel free to say hi if you're new. You're still totally welcome to jump around and visit the, each other's sessions. I'm also going to blast through the housekeeping just because there's not that much more housekeeping left to do. And I also wanted to shout out what I did for last week's event, which, well, last week's recap, which was essentially write up my own experience of intermediate packets. And I broke my own journey down into eight intermediate packets. So that's tweet, tweet, live stream, blog post, conference, 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 uh, job interview. And this took place over the course of a year. So it <laughs> it shocked even me because like, even though I went through it, you, don't, you never really think about intermediate packets dripping out over a year. And the thing that I really wanted to get across was that I think the, the way that intermediate packets was, was presented last time was very much of a top-down thing. Like I want to do something big. Let me work backwards and break it down into, into small things I can ship. But it also equally works for bottom-up where you have no idea what the end goal is, but you're just like, let's just ship of small things and try to build up to something big if the interest is there. Glenn G says, title reminds me of bubbling off events. Yep, that's a very web dev <laughs> analogy. And that's totally true. There are the two directions of bubbling. I forget what the opposite of bubbling is in, in the DOM, but that's beside the point. Anyway, I wanted to offer that as my own perspective on intermediate packets. Oh yeah, Dave says he used bubbling up in his newsletter today. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're bubbling ideas. That's great. That title doesn't resonate with me, so I just went with bottom up. But feel free to write your own posts. And I think that's something that we should talk about as well. Who's written stuff as a result of this course? And what post ideas do you have to share? You, you can feel free to throw that in the chat as well. Housekeeping, we've covered this plenty of times, but stupid questions are welcome. Often beats perfect. <laughs> and th this is a discussion and not a lecture. All right. So we've covered all these 12... It, I think it actually works out, works out to 12. So it's cohort 12 with 12 items. I think, so I grabbed this, I went back to lecture one and grabbed this slide. And uh, actually the last week changed quite a bit, I think. But the first three have been relatively stable. And it's quite a bit of content if you walk back and think about it. So I just wanted to acknowledge and pause for a bit and say, I think the last five weeks have been a, a real blast in terms of like just a lot of ideas, uh, especially if you're new to them for the first time. But even for me going through them the second time, I felt like I just had a lot more to think about each on each in each time because I, I've lived through it and I've had a year to to really sit with it. I, I think it'd be interesting to hear from you in 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 a chat or if you wanna if you wanna speak up. I'm, I'm just gonna pause here and just just go. Was there was there a particular idea that really stuck out to you during this 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 whole curriculum? What's your favorite sort of takeaway that, that you really liked? The one thing that I found, which wasn't actually to do with lessons, wasn't to do with systems and processes. It was, it was perception for me. It's just been a shift in perception, but that's been the benefit of building a second brain. But I've taken that and I've applied that to everything. And I'm looking at whether it be a task or whether it be something I want to do, what is the perception that motivates me most? And I've realized from second brain, that I came in and I wanted to share more and I wanted to output. And I think it came from a selfish point of view of, I just want to share, I want to share. I'm going to attract more people, get more business, be a thought leader, et cetera. <laughs> but I, I realized when I was sharing in circle and sharing here and having that kind of backwards and forwards, I, I like helping people. And I look at even day-to-day -day 
friendships I have, conversations, anything that goes deep with people, I'm, I'm interested in their good as well. And I've realized that the perception was wrong for me to just look at output in isolation and say, I just want to output instead of how, how do I respond most positively to actually get output. And for me, now I realize that for helping other people and building connections, like even the last week, been really lucky. People have been messaging me, asking to connect. I've had Zoom calls with people. I'm emailing people. And we're all having backwards and forwards dialogue. Yeah. But th- that wouldn't have happened unless I output in the first place to share my opinion to actually attract those like-minded people as well. So that's where I see now the perception is going to help me and I'm going to look at any future problem rather than just looking at it like it's a task or a project. I'm big into kind of alleviating willpower and not having this battle that you have to get up every day and you have to do something against your will to you know finally get to the end of a journey. And for me, if there's that kind of, if there's those breadcrumbs of emotion for me and breadcrumbs of connection with people, I'll get more addicted to it. I'll enjoy it more. It will be easier for me all the time. And I think it will become more and more natural to do. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. Thanks so much there for sharing that. There's so many things that I can go off in that. Tiago ended the, his lecture by saying, chase what excites you. And that's, mm. I think that's definitely something that you're doing. I personally- And yeah. that's a good point. I think we have to shape it into a way that does excite you. It does. It it, does. It's not always naturally that that's what I didn't realize. It wasn't just, oh, that's output is going to excite me. I had to find <laughs> what does excite me and how can I tie that into output? And, and now it's going to, it's, it's a marriage in heaven. I, I call it, so I call it a nexus of interest because it's not just, ex, if it only excites you and no one else, then you're just going to mm. talk to yourself. So you have to yeah. find the intersection. Okay. All right. A little bonus idea for you guys. All right. So the internet is very in love with this idea of ikigai because it's a foreign sounding word and we love foreign sounding words as thought leaders. <laughs> so zero casting, ikigai, anything that's not English. Uh, I'm- Yes. Just real quick, my, my wife is Japanese from Japan. I've been married 27 years, but I asked her about Ikigai and she said, what the hell's that? Ah, so I just, fantastic. I just, I just wanted to share. It's made up. It's not, some, it's not, it's real, but it's not just some secret thing that all Japanese people know about. So I just wanted to put that out there. All Japanese people do know about ninjas, but they don't know, I'm teasing, but they don't know about Ikigai. So perfect. They're just not an air cult yet. That's all. Don't worry. So, so I was, I was just going to say it's very in vogue. And I think if it works for you, it doesn't really matter what the origin is, it will, whether it's true or not. Right? Yeah. Like it's, so the, the, my point is that it's this, there's this four circles. It says what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for and what the world needs. And I think that actually just, it really draws, drives down to what you love becomes what you're good at if you just do it long enough. And if you're good at it, you eventually start to love it. So that this collapses into one circle. And then what you can be paid for and what the world needs basically collapsed to one circle as well, because the creator economy and just the, the internet economy has funneled, has created a lot of ways to uh, make money for, if, as long as you, as long as you can f- supply the world with what it needs, they'll find a way to pay for this it. This is funny where you're going with this, because this reminds me of a conversation I had maybe a week ago about IPs and how I couldn't understand them and I couldn't wrap my head around them. And when I did understand them, I realized I just done them naturally and there wasn't the eureka moment. And part of what I want to do is I, I want to help educate people and, and especially kind of creative business owners to have more confidence in themselves. But what you're showing me here is actually making me realize that there's so many things that I do naturally. So even when I said what excites me, it, it, that's in a conversation with oh, yeah. you. But to me, it would just be a given that it would make no sense to me just to talk self-servingly just about me I'm, I'm going to empathize with other people but the the point here is that it's 
sometimes I don't realize that I do things naturally and they're just in there and they're part of a process and not explain them. And that's one of the big things that I've learned here is to actually explain the full idea rather than what I do automatically that I don't even think about. And I think writing has, has made me document that better. This is really good. I like this. Exactly. It's actually the advice that I give people. So be, be, be sure that you're not only paying attention to what excites you, but also what excites yeah. others. The first part of my sort of IPs is respond to others. It's very other oriented because that guarantees feedback. The people are more, people are the most interested in themselves. So if you're not appealing to other people's self-interest, then you, you, people often like when they start out creating content online, they, they're wondering how come they don't get a response. Like you're much higher, you're much more likely to get a response. Oh my you, God. <laughs> in my newsletter. This is in my newsletter today, which, which oh, the challenge great. for people is to actually respond to people if they've helped you, if they've saved you time, if they've made you think, go yeah. and respond to them. And I actually set a challenge to myself to respond. To them. Yeah, pick up what others put down. I, I also have this, mm. um, I, I refer to it so much that we, we have a shortcut for it in our, in our community. But yeah, though, do you want to plug your newsletter? Actually, if, if people have like newsletters and blogs and stuff, throw it in the chat so that we can uh, we can actually see and sign up for each other and, keep, and stay in touch. But anyway, it's a dance. It's not a one-way street. You absolutely are engaging with other people on that. I have a bunch of other hands now. Thanks, Dave. I, I'm going well, to move thanks. on. Thanks someone else so who's this zoom doesn't show me your name oh. uh, ip and glenn have their hands up ip was first okay ip all right go ahead ip thanks guy yeah hey guys i completely agree with what just dave said it's the community aspect of building the second brain that has really helped me as well just connecting the people and just to see what they're doing has really helped me and one more funny thing i wanted to show you i i just did that Ikigai thing. What do you mean? What do you mean you did it? What do you, what do you mean you did it? You drew, uh, you no, I found it? my Ikigai. It's architecture. I've, I've just hadn't been able to pinpoint me, but I've always been in love with it. And I, this is something which I really want to pursue. And with building a second brain, what I've actually seen is it's since it's relieved so much of cognitive overload that I, I can it's helped me scale up. Like previously, I could just manage one or two projects at a particular time. Yeah. Now I can see by making uh, it, it, by making more intermediate packets, I can actually scale up my work. I can, at the same moment in time, I can work on different projects, which I pre previously couldn't. So that's really helped me out. That's awesome. Awesome. Are you a practicing architect? Is that, is that what you Yes, doing? I am. Oh, okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you really clarified that for yourself. And yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, that. it's been amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Okay. My, something's wrong with my Zoom because it really doesn't show names. But <laughs> here, Glenn, go ahead. I, I read, pick up what they put down post. But I was wondering if you had a few more examples or, or could show something because it seems key in kickstarting things when you don't really have so much of a following yet and how you generally engage with people or what it would look like for example do you make a blog post or do you just respond on a tweet or do you yeah those are quite those are most often the common examples one of the key examples i, I do is uh, write a book review <laughs> if an author puts out a book you want to go through it and and jot down like your top learnings and then send it back to them they, they would probably really appreciate it and even if you're not on social media at all just emailing them old school style, they'll probably read through your response and like either really appreciate it, it'll probably make their day. And if you got anything wrong, they'll probably correct you. And that's free consultation or teaching 
that you just don't get anywhere else. And I think if you do it often enough, or you, if you have a really high quality correspondence, then you become partners, then you become collaborators, right? Because then they'll be like, the next time they're working on something, they'll send it to you first and go, what do you think? Because you don't have to be an expert. You do have something that you don't have, which is a beginner's mind. I say that a lot. This doesn't have to be a, a whole lecture on, on pick up what they put down, but I th- I, if, if anyone else has uh, similar ideas, uh, I'm interested to hear them as well, but I can, I can keep coming up with, <laughs> with stuff if you want. Does that help? I can show you. I, I'm still sharing my screen. So let's see. Six node design patterns. So I read, I got sent uh, a review copy of this book and then I went through them. I went through it and I, I just listed my top five learnings and it really resonated with a bunch of people. I, I don't know if you can see the, the stats on this. And then they sent me the book. So autographed and everything. I didn't have, I just had the PDF before, but not then they just sent it to me from Italy. I don't know if this is like the most, <laughs> this is the one that comes up uh, for me now because I didn't know them before. And I was just interested in this book, like no, no design patterns. And then I started chatting with them and, and now they're some of my go-to people for Node.js. And these are, you know, experts at the subject. I think all of it is just like looking for opportunities in which like you're interested in something and someone else has just put out something that's super relevant to them and just going out all out and picking up on it. Like actually trying out the demo, reading the book, giving your honest feedback. A lot of times they're not going to bite, especially if they're, they're, they're you know, superstar celebrity type people. Um, but some of them will, and you'll start having an honest conversation between them. And I think if you focus on people who are like just a little bit ahead of you uh, and not like the, the same celebrities that everyone goes for, you have a pretty good shot at, at building your network. And it's often that forming that peer group that's all, you're all like round about the same level in your industry. And then you progress together over years uh, that you build up a very strong bond. Because that's that becomes your cohort, and that's all it is. I I don't I'm not a believer in any sort of growth hacky style. Like there there are tons of like how to crush it on Twitter courses out there. Can I add something in? Yeah. One of the things that I realized when I started out with whether it be writing, blogging, sharing stuff, is the amount of people that consume information and don't actually interact with you. <laughs> there will be tons and tons of people and look we just spoke a minute ago about me challenging people to say thank you and Swix doing the same thing there's a term called the invisible pipeline which is people consuming and all of a sudden they may come along and buy your book or your course or whatever and it's like yeah I've been following you for two years I love everything but you may not know about those people so I think you have to either have somebody specific in mind that you're going to write for or you have to write for yourself. Whatever, I don't mean produce content. Whatever way you're going to do it, there has to be a goal. Or either it's something you're really interested in and you're kind of sharing your learning and your growth, or there's someone in mind, whether it be you a few years ago, you in the future, or a friend, who somebody who's obsessed about something. But I think there has to be someone in mind for that kind of, that white noise of emptiness initially, because it's not a kind of metrics game of subscribers and how many people and stuff like that. I think slowly you will build up followings, but it has to be authentic and true to you to get you through the slow part of it at the start. Yeah, totally agree with that. I pulled up my favorite version of this, which is the 1% rule. So 90% of people lurk on the internet and then 9% actually comment or contribute. And then 1% actually 
have original uh, creations. So yeah, you're going to have a lot of lurkers and, but they're still paying attention anyway. It just takes a while for them to come out. You got, sometimes you got to encourage them a little bit as well. I, I don't know if anyone else has like, how do you start an interaction and, and build a, a following? I'm, I'm definitely not the only source. I, I have my own perspective. But. I'm happy to share just yeah, since man. it's, it's new for me. One thing I, I did the rite of passage program just prior to doing this. And out of that, I met a cohort of people. And so now we meet daily as a writing group. So we don't necessarily have a common interest other than writing, but it's like this group of people that I went through the program with that I know I'm supporting them. They're supporting me. That feels really nice. The other thing I did ship 30 for 30, didn't get super into it. But one thing I did get out of that, I really loved my accountability partner. And what I learned was I could go up and start to follow some people on Twitter and reply to their stuff and, and give feedback and interact with them. And then in turn, not all of them, some of them will come and start to follow me, especially if I'm producing some content. And to give an example, I think I had six Twitter followers in my whatever, 14 years on Twitter, because basically I wasn't on Twitter. And suddenly I'm on Twitter and now I have 96 followers, which is, it's not necessarily the number, but I now know that those 90 people definitely are from like me writing and producing some content. And in turn, I go and look at those people and I'm like, oh, that person's producing content. Oh, that stuff's neat. And so it, it becomes very personable and fun. Like you slowly start to get to know these other people and interact with them. And then some of them, I've even hopped on like a Zoom call with them or whatever, or ex exchanged emails to have a lengthier discussion off whatever platform. I would say there's the circle group up here in BASB. Maybe you have some particular thing that you're interested in, Glenn. I don't know, like some topic area, whether it's coding or psychology or downhill skiing. <laughs> and you, you know, or maybe the intersection of all three of those Coder. downhill skiers <laughs> that code that are into psychology, uh, yeah. a cool group discuss existentialism as you ski downhill and then code about it later. No, but you probably can find people that you can interact with. And I guess what I'm trying to say is like meeting some people where you have some similar background, like there's already a little bit of, I want to say vulnerability, but commonality even too. you know, people versus just going out and trying to meet complete strangers, which can work but you might get more of the crickets or as uh, Dave was saying, the invisible pipeline. So. Yeah, basically connect yeah. with people who are like at, at your level and share your interests, right? And yeah, yeah like a, a small group of 10 or, or 15, like people who are also going through the same thing, it's much better than like a hundred people who have no idea who you are and never interact with you. I connect with people with strong opinions and uh, whether I agree or disagree, I think that's whether it be online or friendships, I think I want somebody to have a viewpoint and stuff. I don't want somebody just to factualize and say, this is how I do this. And sometimes that can happen in coding and stuff like that as well. Somebody can share some amazing code, but none of their personality or the benefit of why they decided, how they got to the realization of what they've done or how they're going to utilize this later on as well. Those little small things I do think really help as well. Uh, just for me, because we're in that kind of, overload of so much stuff that everything's a google away but I, I find i follow more people who i nod along and say yeah i have that same problem yeah that really annoys me as well yeah you share share problems i, I don't know this and, it's, maybe it's, it's community and, that's that's the, that's the word and, we're trying and to just do. real quick sean seeing you i saw you bringing up dave perel right of passage for yeah. people now that we've been studying this code pipeline the c o d and e that right of passage really focuses it jumps in at d and goes to e 
pretty quickly. So it's it's all D and E with a little bit of C and O. Like Dave Perel gives you like a 45 minute recorded essay. It's like, here's how to set up a second brain. Good luck in terms of the having some place to, to to collect your notes and and to use it. He doesn't go deeply into that part. And and then for others who are maybe considering it, you can sign up for his 50 days of writing essays. And really, if you just want the straight information, just like building a second brain, where all the information's up on Tiago's blog. Dave Perel's 50 days of writing, that's 100% of the information that's in the course, but really you're doing it for the uh, the community and the accountability. I'm happy to share notes on his 50 days as well. I only started it the other day and I've been documenting each day and, and just pulling out tips and what he does and how he connects with people and stuff like that for my newsletter as well. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Don't, don't forget to, you're collecting all this information, taking all this in. Don't, for, don't forget that you need to practice it. And sometimes you can do too much learning as well. But no, this is great. I, I actually was a subscriber for this thing. It was going to be a book of 100 tips. And then he, he got to 50 and then he stopped. I think he, I think because he, he found some other opportunity that he wanted to pursue. So he just stopped at 50 and then uh, turned into like an email sequence, which was pretty funny. I, I've only realized as everybody's talking, do you know what I do in chat now? I progressively summarize everybody who talks. It's great. I've only realized I've started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Use the knowledge. There we go. There we go. I appreciate that. Okay. We, we don't have to, we'll have more conversations as, as we go. I, Glenn, I, I hope that's okay. I, I don't, I didn't hear from you again, but yeah, let us know if you have, this is, this is an ongoing topic anyway, but I, I was just going to go, go ahead and uh, try to recap uh, a little bit more and then, and then we can just go to the general discussion. I think I, I'm, I'm also trying to, trying to go from super granular in the course to less granular and then least granular. And congrats, Ken, you hit 101 followers. Nice. You can all get Dalmatian coats. But okay, so what we're, what we're trying to step back from everything and go really into is to understand the structure of code, right? COD, we diverge and then we converge. We define what it means to capture, what the capture habit is and you know, how we focus on 12 favorite problems. We define how it means to organize with the para system. And then we try to emphasize converging as well with distilling progressive summarization and then expressing with intermediate packets. And then we defined a little bit last week on project completion as well as project kickoff this week. So that's the rough structure of this, but I think the diamond shape is really important to me. And I I hope that it really comes across to you as well, that our natural tendency is to spend 90% of our time here in the divergence phase because it's fun you're always learning new stuff and you don't have to lock yourself down and delete things and commit yourself to a single f- phrase or a sentence or a paragraph or essay but the real work comes here it's and that's safe, isn't it? It, it it is well it's safe and fun yeah let's, let's put it that way yeah no but it's safe you don't have to expose yourself to the world but <laughs> you still have a sense of achievement right. i've spent hours collecting and reading and stuff like that but none of that is self-expression right exactly you have to realize that a bulk of the learning that, that, that happens comes when you go through the act of distillation and expression, particularly when you express and you get feedback, which starts the loop to go back again. The reason that people stop is they don't get feedback and you do need that feedback to, to keep going. That's something I want to, I, I really wanted to stress. And then the, at the highest level, what we're really here about is, I want to, I should probably have presented this <laughs> if I was any good at this. This is what, we, this is why we're here, right? Fundamentally understanding that the, the way that we are historically trained to ingest information is to put everything in our first brain and then try to have a single threaded output that, that doesn't really have a system to it. And the way that Tiago phrases it is that leave all the routine stuff to to your second brain your your the stuff that machines are good at to your second brain and then the stuff that humans are good at 
which is all the fun stuff, creative writing, problem solving, storytelling, imagination, generating hypothesis, free that up and to step outside the flow of information. Me personally, I, I tend to extend this as well. The two things that machines that do better, better than us is storage and search. So it's not just remembering, but also recalling things it can be pretty good at that as well. I love, by the way, I love people who are dropping their profiles and blog posts and newsletter in the chat. If you do want to connect, I'd be happy to follow up on that. And I'm putting together a list on the slides as well. So people can follow up. Okay. This is not supposed to be there. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the final piece of content that Tiago talked about. Which Somebody I, which who's I, a dev, all the tech problems you have. <laughs> so many tech problems. Well, I mean, no, no, it's just, I, I'm, I'm thinking at a different level. <laughs> there. Oh um, yeah, your brain's too fast for the machine. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. So oh, Go on, oh genius one. And it's fine. What I really liked was the kind of commencement style of Tiago covering uh, how to kick off a project at the end of this course which I don't think we had during cohort 10, but it was really, it would have been really helpful for me to, to have this mental model of, okay, when you kick off a project, there's a way you do this, assuming that you, you have set up your second brain. You first ignore your second brain first. They just brain dump everything that you currently think and then go through your second brain by going through the notebooks, searching for terms, and then re rearranging things and moving things up in the para system towards your current project that you've just that you've just formed. And I find that a, an interesting parallel to the project completion checklist that was featured last week. So you can see like a, a nice one-to-one -one correspondence of, of the, each of the sections here. And it's how you promote stuff to projects and how you demote stuff to archive or something that's not project <laughs> area or resource. But yeah, I just wanted to, to note this parallelism. And I, I think it's something that when you have a functioning second brain and it's and it's um, set up to make you productive in your in subsequent projects, having a system like this helps you get up and running really quickly. And I, I saw and I think seeing it in motion in the demo that he did this week was really helpful. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'm not sure what I have after this. Oh, then I have quotes. Ah, my favorite part. Again, I I, I really encourage you to collect quotes. Uh, whatever resonates with you, this is just what resonates with me. So the first quote that I, that I outlined is, is one from his slide. A modern piece of work isn't created, it's assembled, right? So we're not, we're starting from abundance. We're starting from a place of, we have 80% of the work done, which is a quote from last week. We don't start anything until, before it's 80% complete. Something, something ridiculous like that, which is obviously an exaggeration, but it goes to show how much work should be done ahead of time through intermediate packets. So that when you're at when you're embarking on a project, you're really doing final assembly, and that's a step change from how people normally view their projects, their, their creative endeavors. Second quote: Your second brain is not a library; it's an idea factory. It's not the place to do research; it's where you take action. Again, so similarly, I think I'm still here, so I don't want to say I've done everything that's been recommended here. I definitely treat my second brain as a library. I, I look at the stuff that I read and I store stuff in the right place, like a digital librarian. I have my own Dewey Decimal System and I just slot the according stuff there and I don't really set it up for internalization or summarization. So I need to do more personally to, to make it more of an idea factory where I take action because I, right now I just do a lot of just-in-case storage and it's not meant to do that. You, you can do that all day long and not really produce more. So uh, the, the goal is not storing more information. You're not, you shouldn't measure yourself by the amount of megabytes that you store in your second brain. 
It's about the output. Your first brain is the bottleneck. Give it a different job. Step out the, the flow of information. So this is the this is the one that I really resonated with. And this in this thing, right? This is the first brain, and it's like the bottleneck for the information. And this is the second brain with like where it's doing a lot more <laughs> fun stuff. Give up low value work. We know how to do it, but it gives us a false sense of security. This one's a really so to me, it actually makes a lot of sense. I don't know how well it relates for you guys. But I do a lot of things that give me a sense of security, like something that's familiar and comfortable. I just do it more because like, I know how to do it. And it's not really stressing, stretching my brain very much. I can listen to podcasts or watch a movie while I do it. And uh, yeah, it's shallow work. If we really want to do deep work, we have to push past that, free our brains up to do the deep work. And finally, the, the piece that we already talked about, chase what excites you and take some notes along the way. Tiago's very much promoting an uh, inspiration-driven approach. Uh, where you live life more in the moment than others. Among like startup founders and tech people, there's this very, there's a very in vogue trend of being detached, right? To meditate a lot, to be stoic, and to not let your emotions wash over you in any particular good or bad scenario. And Tiago's, Tiago's like pushing back against that and saying you should live in the moment more and see what see where that takes you. So I like that spiritually, even though I know that stoicism has its, has its benefits as well. But I, I just want to center that in terms of what Tiago is saying versus what he's not saying. He's not saying be dispassionate about everything. He's saying really look for what excites you. And when that comes up, use your second brain to, to pursue that with all your heart. So yeah. That's, those are my quotes. So does anyone else have, have quotes they want to share? Let's see. I want to know what you do with the quotes. Right now, I, I'm just... Like, how I'm do just... you utilize them? Because they're just, a, they're somebody else's words now. So I just want to know where they go in your second brain. Are they just tagged as a quote? Or do you yeah. add your own words? My, my preference um, would I be would, to add I... my thoughts underneath it. Like you explained them to us. They would be eventually quoted somewhere on, on one of my blog posts. That's my action. Oh, I would tweet it. But I try to tweet only stuff that's my words. Whereas if it's a blog yeah, post, that, I, I'm that's not exactly sure. why I put a word. That's why I would put my um, perspective on the need and, or maybe try to see what question they're trying to answer. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Okay, there's some conversation going on. Does, does anyone want to share quotes? Okay, Amadi says, I really like productivity is for people with no leverage. Whoa, who said that? Was it Tiago? Yeah, I think so. I think that was in the last or second to last session. Yeah. Okay. I missed that. That's, that's fire, man. I, I, I got nothing else to say apart from, yeah, good job. I'm stealing that one. Okay. Who else? Guy says, Guy, why, why, why don't you, why don't you come on and explain what your quote is? I started your, I've, I've been following your practice of collecting quotes from my session. So first of all, thank you for the inspiration. I think it's really helpful to focus my thoughts, but one of the quotes that resonated was the purpose of this second brain. And Dave, you were hinting at it before as well. Like, why are we doing this? And, I, and Tiago mentioned it a little bit in the Q&A for this week. He said that uh, you can use your second brain to be a better citizen, family member, and human. And a lot of times we may use our second brain to collect these internet points in quotes. It doesn't really, it's like a, in a video game, it's nice. It doesn't really do anything. The purpose should be something bigger than yourself. And when you have that kind of purpose, it makes things a little bit easier and better to be of service to others. That resonated with me. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm very, I'm definitely easily gamified by internet points, but I know that there is more important things out there. Yeah. Glenn says regarding meditation, it's rather the opposite of detaching. It's coming into closer harmony with the actuality of our experience. Whoa, who's Adya Shanti? Go on, Glenn. What's the context? Adya Shanti is a rather popular now uh, meditation teacher. I think he's mainly popular in the States uh, or well known, but he's also one of the few legit teachers. Got it. 
Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think there's a place for both, but definitely at, at, at work, I try to do the more detached and stoic thing. And then in my personal stuff, I, I definitely live in the moment more. All right, that's it for our, our featured quotes. I was I didn't have actually much else to, to talk about. I haven't done this yet. We all have homework and there's still homework today, which is to fill out the second brain snapshot thing and get access to second brain habits. I think habits are just like trending in general. If there's one thing that's probably not there's only lightly touched on his habits here. And of course, James Clare owns that one. I'm curious, I'm curious if, if y'all have, have actually done this and have, have thoughts on habits that you're trying to develop. But I think that's definitely one of the, those things where everything here that's in second brain is more or less conscious. And it's a step change approach every single time. Whereas habits are much more focused on what James Clare says, like being 1% better every single day. Uh, being automatic, the point that you don't think about it. Part of that is, is definitely being having your identity change to, towards being someone who does the habit without even thinking, rather than having it be some heavy lift. Like you don't even count it as work anymore. So that's something I, I really appreciate with, with the habit faction of, of the productivity guru <laughs> type. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to open up for discussion before, before we leave. I, de- I was definitely, uh, I was going to share all the slides. I think we have all the slides in, in slide five. Sorry. Uh, I, we have all the slides in Zoom. I was also going to offer my Discord. I usually run a paid Discord, but I'm just going to share it with uh, everyone here if, as a thank you for coming along. If you want to continue the conversation, I have a small group of people who talk about this stuff and we share our work and we, we learn in public and we uh, talk about just all sorts of stuff. It's more coding related, but you're all welcome to, to join because you've uh, been, through me, been through this journey with me. And, and this is Discord, so not everyone's on Discord. I understand that, but I'm in Discord. It's, it's a nice place to hang out throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to open it up for, for general questions and answers. Or if, if anyone has a question that has a takeaway that they want to share about this course, how they've changed in, in, in their perspective. Hi. I first wanted to publicly thank Sean for letting me use his learn in public post. I used it to send to my newsletter subscribers about some thoughts I was having around learning in public. So I could get feedback from them and then I could actually do a public post on it. And what I discovered when I sent it to my newsletter subscribers is their idea of learning in public was gathering information and discussing it with other people. It really wasn't like producing work. So I need a different term for it for my field. It's not, so it's given me something to noodle about. And it's just interesting how things don't always translate the way you think they're going to translate. And then the one thing I learned in doing this course, I have this thing about always wanting to do everything right. There's one best way to do it. And I'm going to figure out the way to do it. And I'm going to do it right. And then I'm going to be super effective and productive or something. And what I got from the mentor sessions is each mentor took the BSAB course materials and really customized it for what they needed to produce what they wanted to make in the world. And so like you, Sean, were talking about, you know, podcasts and blog posts and a newsletter. And I was like, that was awesome. And then I go to Ollie and Elizabeth's session and they during YouTube videos and they're like, yeah, I don't do any of this other stuff. I just like, <laughs> do, like I use like these two pieces and this is what I use. And I don't worry about that. No, I don't worry about doing habits. I just do what I feel like. No, I don't do a routine. I just do whatever I feel like I have energy for that day. Like they're just like complete opposite of like a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. it was really helpful. Cause it's just like, yeah, there's like, no way to mess this up. There's Here's a bunch of tools. You can use them how you want. Pick what you need. This is how it works together. Don't get obsessed about, you know, Notion or Rome or, you know, whatever. Like just, you know, 
make life easier for yourself here. Here's an invitation, you know? And I was like, oh, this is so much, such a relief. <laughs> such a relief. I, I've had a good time then implementing pieces of this in making my YouTube videos. And now I have a clear vision of what I want to do uh, with it and how to keep adding on to it without punishing myself and trying to set up this really rigid structure. So. Yeah. Is, is that your primary medium? I, I actually don't know. Is it, is it, is your YouTube connected to PA Ancestors? It is. is it if else? you go to the podcast page, the ah, podcast. I'm still not used to video podcasts. This is awesome. Okay. Well, I started, I said the podcast started with doing like interviews with people. And then this last season, I thought I'd make it more a narrative and actually oh, do awesome. the work in public. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, but I do have interviews on there with archivists and librarians and historians and authors and stuff like that. That was the first season. And they're uh, just like audio without the video component. And I can't believe you're going to watch this. Oh my goodness. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing more, you're doing more on YouTube than I am. I, I'm just, I'm just messing. I have, YouTube, I am so excited. I now have a hundred subscribers and I am <laughs> oh, like, yeah? oh yeah, I hit a hundred this weekend. And Yay. what's funny is in the statistics, like when YouTube shows you the statistics, like I know like people watched like 26 hours of my videos, like in the last week. Right. But like, I have a hundred subscribers, right? Like I know how many people have watched and you know, it's really funny. So it is that 1% like that are actually interacting and commenting. So it is, it is. That's why, that's why I think there's, that's what, that's the rule for general audiences because they don't necessarily have any, have anything to say, but if you, the, the, the response <laughs> rates are much higher, if you have a conversation with someone actively in that field, right? Which is why always why I try to push people towards you know picking what others put down in the sense of like yeah. who else is doing this this work who else can you bounce the energy off of so that you're 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 both pushing yourself in in, in new ways so so that's great thank thanks so much for sharing I, yeah I no you're free to, to watch my videos now I'm used to hearing myself talk now and watching myself so I can handle <laughs> it but that's the hardest part. I would say on the imperfection piece like this is this is an, an ideal right like particularly because you know. Tiago has to has to model his behavior. Mm. We shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't think that we all have to do it that exactly like he does because we all we don't all teach building a second brain. <laughs> we we have other contexts as well. So uh, I definitely view it as like a menu where you just pick off the stuff that you mm -hmm. like. I really like Para. I really like the capture toolkit. I think twelve favorite problems. The twelve number is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do too. I did seven because then I had one for each day of the week that I could like pick up and look at, you know, and yeah, kind yeah. Of, you know, well, when I journal in the morning, I could look, you know, so yeah, but yeah, I be a mentor in the next session. Oh, absolutely not. No, there's, <laughs> I think it, I think it really, uh, I could sit here and say, really oh, look, this is all the stuff I don't use with this wonderful, you know. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll have more done, but I don't know. Well, I mean, if you if, yeah. if you just see like how disorganized I am, like you, you, you're you're doing fine. Wonderful though, I I really love Thank it. You. It made me like re. I, I only subscribed for a few weeks, but it 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 inspired me to be more. I don't know what the word is. I guess it's vulnerability or just sharing in my newsletter part. Yeah. So rather than just saying, "Oh, here's the latest podcast, here's the latest blog post," you know, and you know, a couple of nice things, it was just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna dump and just like 
just really talk to people like I'm actually talking to somebody on the other end of this email versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So write, I, write to your friends, write to your friend. And, and you know, like, yeah. you know, like a, a, a letter to your friend would be like, you know, like, here's, here's what's going on in my life. And then here's some other, like, so recently what I've done, just, just to show people, I forget what, what's the CK thing. Oh God. Like I just moved my oldest daughter into her first apartment. Right. So like, you know, like talking about that a little bit. Like, oh, you the, use, I can use convert kit too. It's awesome. Yeah, I reluctantly use it. Uh, there's so many bugs. The, the oh, problem, it's not as bad as MailChimp. That thing is awful. The, oh, the problem with working in software is you see all the bugs and you're like, I could fix that, but I can't. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I do have to tell you something funny because I used to script to edit my videos. And when you switch like the temporal switch or whatever, but the the transcription transcribed, like the automatic transcription, yeah. instead of Denise Allen, it calls me Sid, Sydney Salad. That's bad. <laughs> Can you it's really it? funny. No, it cracks me up. I put it on Instagram. I was like, oh, was, I didn't say just scripted it. I, you know, I wasn't going to yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. but it's just like my transcribers, like Sydney Salad. Well, hi, so, this is Sydney Salad with PA uh, I don't know if anyone else uses this script, but you can train it. You can you can train it. To yeah, it, yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Right, you've, you've looked into every it. week. I learn something new in Descript to make my life is easier. Cause yeah. and and then at least once a week they update the software, so they're constantly <laughs> like, "Hey, restart it, restart it. Can you restart it again?" We added more updates. I'm like, "Stop!" And they add like new buttons, and I'm like, "Oh, there we go. Yep, right there." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's every time. <laughs> Yeah, every time. Well, they're you know they're, they're yeah. working hard for your for your money. No, but they are. No, it's a great really product. product. I've. I, I wanted cool. to show people like so the, the way I do my newsletter now is I don't just drop a link. I tell you why I why my pitch for you reading it, and then mm -hmm. if you're not going to read it, I'm going to tell you the the end the punchline anyway. So I don't know. I'm just like innovating. I'm just like messing around with it because I don't know if like this helps people or not. But it's just the kind of letter that I would want. So that's that's just that's just. I prefer it. My only guideline. So yeah, it's too pitchy. Just give me a link. It's what? It's it's too salesy or too pitchy. Just give me a link. Yeah. Well, I I I, I, lo I like get... a description and a little bit of kind of what's in it before you click. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I just like I I want to do things that are different from everything else I'm seeing out there. So that's that's my only. <laughs> I, is I don't even do that. I'm the same way. And there's no other there's no other genealogist doing what I'm doing. There we go. There's nobody yet. Yeah, no, mm, yeah. I'm it. I'm, I'm the only one doing this format of podcast. There's two guys that do like a, I was going to say the boomer show. I'm sorry. They're just like two <laughs> older guys and they're just talking, you know, and it's fine. It's adorable, but it's just, it's, you know. you know, if you like, if you like storytelling, have you, have you come across the moth? The moth? No. Oh no. I mean, my kids listen to it. Anne Handley. Oh, wait, let me. Uh, let me write this down. Hold on. She's a great book called Everybody Writes. Yeah. And she has a newsletter. She has a newsletter which she writes as a letter to you. So it's not, and, and I started doing Wait. the same thing. It's Where's it's a real place? newsletter with real content that's kind of it's completely separate. It's nearly like a blog post in an email, I but it's really, really good. And she sends it on a Sunday. Oh, I'll have to do that. Okay. I've been using the do you know the story grid format from who's the guy that wrote do did do the work the guy awesome. that works with him i have no idea tim Brown. yes who i don't know where my book is yes I think it's tim tim yes yeah this the story grid i use that I, 
book somewhere. The whole idea of conflict and the the number of beats per minute. I, I don't have it down at all, but I'm like, I, it was one of those things like I could either wait till I get it perfect, practicing it on my own, or I could just start producing episodes and people will, yes, the story grid book. That's a, it's fantastic okay. for developing narrative storytelling. I heard of it. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. I, I, oh, I was just going to finish the thought with, if you find a really good uh, story to tell, you might want to go on the moth and, and tell it because they, they really, okay. uh, they really like good stories and you, you I'm sure you have a ton. Just, I have a ton. Yeah. I'm doing gene- <laughs> genealogy <laughs> research. Yeah, I have a ton. Exactly. Cool. I'm going to, yeah. let's see, let's see what, there's been a bunch, bunch of people commenting. I want to answer some questions. Meryl Johnston says, what about working in public? That's actually a title of a book that someone has, has built, but that's, that's more on open source, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely a thing. Building in public, working in public, producing in public. I was so. suggesting that I'll just quickly jump in. I was suggesting that for Dennis when she was saying that the yeah. in public term didn't resonate with her group, yeah. that I was suggesting a different yeah. name for that. Yeah, I came across working in public as a concept before I before I heard of your concept with the learning in public. So I, I've done working in public before with public podcasts to share accountability of what I'm working on, but I like the the framing of the learning in public. Yeah. But that's something that I've t- actually taken away from from the from this course is trying to get things out there earlier, even if I'm learning if it's something that I'm learning about and trying to think through and making my own knowledge base more public. So that's actually something an outcome that I really am happy about with the course that I got my own notion, my personal blog page up using notion as part of, that was one of my intermediate packet tasks. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like the framing of learning because if you just co- come across it like that, no one can get angry at you for, the, for that. <laughs> if you got yeah. stuff wrong, then then you even your strongest cr- critics can just become your your teachers, right? Like if you if you just listen to what they're trying to, some some people get really offended when when you get things in their domain wrong, and you just go like, yeah, I'm just I'm just learning this thing, and 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 listen with an open mind. I think I think you can learn something from almost everybody. So that's that's something I I, I prefer the term learning rather than building or working. But they're all in the same vein, which is you know do do, do more, put stuff out earlier, and get more feedback earlier. So. <laughs> Congrats on doing that. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Meryl. Let's see. Dave. Dave says, I think it could help giving members of the same of the group same guidance. Guidance on how you see effective learning. Maybe share your process with them. I'm not sure. Is that is that addressed to me? Uh, no, that was to Denise. That okay. was um about the name. I think the name is somewhat important, but I think actual guidance on kind of helping frame things. Cause I think we have the idea of airway is the best way. And also the other people who are doing it not your way will think their way is the best way until you kind of lead by example and say, this is how I do it this way. And this is why it's so good. And this is why it's so helpful. Kind of, you know, dangle a carrot in front of them. Cool. Very cool. Stephen Pressfield is, is, is also known for the war of art, which I, I feel like it would be a, a travesty not to mention that uh, because it's, it's one of the most cited books for pushing through the resistance that I feel often, you know, so I, I have a commitment to myself to publish one blog post a week. And today I did it literally. Sometimes I, I get unblocked and then sometimes I feel the resistance and I don't push out anything. And between May 28th and June 7th, I didn't, I didn't write anything. So I, I did technically miss a week, but I just, I pushed out the one I, I, I knew I could deliver today just for 
this group essentially that that I thought like yeah okay I felt guilty about last week having poor internet issues so I just wrote up what I was going to say anyway but yeah War of Art uh, really great for for identifying the resistance and, and saying like it's uh, it's something that everyone everybody deals with okay Dave Dave has a screenshot here I don't know what the screenshot says click to open all right, am I going to regret opening this, Dave? All right, you want to talk through this? What is this? You have some. You Wouldn't have it be there. brilliant if it was like like a side profile here or something like I'm in the room. <laughs> what, this what is it? um. The, yeah. This is at the end of my newsletter that's um that's going out later on today. So I just thought it was quite relevant to share what we were talking about there. Could have you know actually um thanking people and that's what I'm trying to do and that's what I'm trying to encourage. And that's kind of part of the format that I'm going to put on the bottom of my newsletters is people that have inspired me or given me advice or helped me out. I'm going to try to actually thank those people as well and mention them. Yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really great. Yeah, so I think a gratitude practice is really helpful, uh, particularly for just like enjoying life in, in just... I think sometimes when we feel down, we, we, don't, we don't necessarily remember how, how, how lucky we are sometimes. So having a gratitude journal like that can be, can be really helpful. Um, it's like you wrote this newsletter today <laughs> it really is you're talking about gratitude and my newsletter starts about technology and how i went on a tour and looked at old famine houses in ireland from the 18th century and how technology back then was a blacksmith and a forge and a hammer and how we're so you know we've luxury of a kind of multinational media company of 20 years ago we've more reach than they do right now from our laptop and I was talking about how we need to kind of be grateful and actually share it out there with the world as well. This is so strange. It's like you oh, yeah. actually taking screenshots of my machine today. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm saying it based off of your prompt. So I did have something to go off of. Oh, I should mention for those people who, who are starting out new blogs, you might get caught in this. I, I'm currently in this trap. So I'll, I'll show you something I'm struggling with right now which is that everything I write is basically an essay. Some of them are very high, are very high impact. So for example, this was a very, this was a, a very highly trafficked blog post of mine and people expect quite a lot out of it, but some of them are just tutorials, like how to do X. And it's just my notes for myself. So I think, I think there's, there should be some kind of hierarchy in your, in your blogs. If you're setting up a blog of like something that's an essay, something that's a tutorial or something that's a note. So I don't think I necessarily do this very well, but I wanted to give you an idea that like having some kind of separation of, of like okay these are essays i don't have to put these out constantly but notes are very low bar that i that don't have to be a big deal they can just be like a three uh you know three sentence thing and and that's something that i, I see i see coming up a lot in in other people's work so i I, I think i may have covered this but i just want to cover it again who's the guy that does five years anchor here we go this guy I, I may have talked about this but a lot of these tils are just like til and then you just kind of block this here and that's 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 an intermediate packet right because that's a that's a reusable thing that you can you can come back and, and and tie up into a bigger blog post or just use that as a reference for yourself so that's that's one form of til the other one i, I did not cover in previous sessions is nikita Volobov. <laughs> if, if there's if there's a proper russian speaker here let me know but this is he has his own wiki so he just throws in like Okay, I'm interested in writing, writing prompts. It's great. And it's just it's just updated over time. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the link here so that you can see it. Glenn says it looks like he's using Dendron. I think he's using Gitbook. Uh, maybe Dendron's the the charting tool. I, I'm not sure. 
But like having a place essentially where it's not a big deal to drop a piece of information and store it somewhere. And this is a public second brain essentially, right? I really like this compared to what I have. I just have a bunch of essays and I feel restricted. I feel restricted. I feel the resistance, you know, like every, like after, especially after I have a good one, then the next one has to top it. And I, and it, I never do. So then I just stop writing for two weeks. So set yourself up so that you don't fall into this trap essentially, because I'm facing it right now. And that's a real problem that I'm dealing with. So I like this, I like this approach. I like the TIL approach and just any other way in which, in which you can unblock yourself from, from publishing something out there that doesn't have to be a big deal. I can't, okay. I'll, I'll give you one more example and then, and then I'll shut up, <laughs> which is this, these CSS tricks has been doing this a lot. Uh, again, so I, you know, I'm very developer focused, but here. This blog post is one paragraph. Sorry, no. It's, well, it, it's it's riffing off of someone else's para, uh, blog post. Let me let me see if I can find a better example for you, because uh, I don't think maybe I can just find his work. The, his uh, I know what you're talking about, though. Do you like those posts? Well, he's he's adding his commentary. You know, that's that's it. It's it's it doesn't have to be a big deal. So maybe you don't maybe you don't like it just because like it's 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 so minor. But it's actually substantial. I think it's more the authority behind CSS tricks that, that I find if I was to go and look for something and then I land on their article, I would be thinking, oh, great, I'm going to get what I'm used to. I'm going to get the detail in here. Look at this. Like It's someone else's blog post and he's just taken the most relevant parts and then he says, link to the blog post. So it's a form of progressive summarization, but it's a blog post for him. But like, hey, you know, he agrees. That's why he's quoting it. Well, I do agree with that, that if it could be as short as possible, there is too much of that kind of influence. I'm writing a blog. It has to be at least 800 words. Yeah, long. that's what, yeah. That's, that's kind of, you know, old school SEO kind of bullshit stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I really like this. I really like this idea of like just removing resistance. You know, it doesn't, it's not about this format. It's not about my format or whatever, but just yeah. if you feel resistance. Then... I, I don't think for people starting out though, I think for people starting out, you need to be cautious that, this is not a shortcut to publishing more and more and you haven't given it that time to kind of to marinate in your consciousness as well. Sure. So yeah, I would say, I'll say do something on the order of like, that's why, I, that's why I have the three strikes rule, right? It's something I, I definitely think about a lot in terms of like the first time you come across, the first time you come across something, you've just heard about it. So you don't have that much of opinion. The second time you've started to explain it, but you also found it useful to, to explain it a second time. And the third time you have enough of a context to start writing about it. So I find, I find this very helpful for moving that, that diamond leftwards because the, the, our natural position is for the diamond to be all, all the way shifted to the right, this diamond, the code diamond, right? Like the natural position is to be all the way here. We need to, we need to find ways to move it all the, all the way left as much as possible to, to try to converge more. Okay, so IP says 35 principles post. You got it coming up. I do have a search on my site. Okay, so yeah, all right, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there in terms of like the content that I have. But I wanted to leave some room for a guy since you're since guys here. Not to put you on the spot again, but like people love the last time you took over. <laughs> what what do you normally cover in your session? <laughs> yeah, I just recap yours actually. No, <laughs> I mean only partially joking. <laughs> I, I I've gotten such wonderful content today from you and also from. Uh, others, Denise in particular. So thank you for that. I, I'm actually going to quote you. I hope you don't mind Denise in my session uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. For me, it's tomorrow. I don't know for others. So I, I would say the, the one big takeaway I got from your sessions and from Tiago's sessions and from taking the course again and teaching it 
is something that's been really bugging me about my second brain and I couldn't really articulate it as clearly until this, until probably this week. There was a, in the premium Q&A for those who are in the premium option for building a second brain, Tiago had well, one of the, I think one of the students also had a fantastic quote and I'm gonna paste it in the chat here because it really resonated with me and here I found it. And just bear with me for one second while I paste it in here. The student was Andrea Ames. And she said, she was talking about fear, fear and your second brain. And for me, this really resonated. You're talking about the resistance a bit, Swix. And for me, it's that resistance is fear. Because in my, in my line of work, and I don't know if others are in a similar line of work, if I put something in public and it, touches on something that is related to my work and I don't have permission to talk about it, I could lose my job. And that instills quite a bit of fear if you could lose, you know, have severe career impact for, for expression. And that's what really bugged me the first time I took building a second brain because I want I have a lot to express. It's probably why I took the course in the beginning. It's probably why I volunteered to be a mentor. I want to express myself. I've always wanted to. And I, the things that I'm most interested in, not coincidentally, are the things that I do it for work. And there's a few things that are not work-related that I could talk about freely, but the things I really want to talk about are work-related and I can't talk about it without a lot of hassle. <laughs> so how do I break through that resistance? How do I overcome that fear? And, and Andrea said, instead of fearing being judged, maybe I should reframe it and I should fear not being seen. Like what's the bigger fear? Like, the truth is I could get permission to talk about things. I just let that fear stop me. And as a result, I'm not able to express. And so I focus on other things like capturing, organizing, even distilling, but I just cannot express. I, it is, I'm always hitting that wall. How do you get through it? That's what I want to deal with now that I've taken this course again, and I'm not anywhere near there. I still have a lot to do, but now I know exactly what the issue is. And now I have some tools in my disposal to get there. And you all have helped me get there and I'm grateful for it. So, you know, in my sessions, we do a little bit of notion templating. And so the only thing I would add that I, that, you know, I, I did develop a notion template for a project starter or a kickoff template, similar to what Tiago does. I think as long as you reduce friction in, in those kinds of tasks, it makes the project kickoff and, and project ending process a bit smoother. But really, I mean, folks, it's all about the expression. And if we can figure out how to do that, and I got lots of good ideas today, I think we're, we're, we're in a good shape. So that's where my mind is at the moment. So for those who are here in our third week, Guy actually shared his mindfulness engine, which is blew everyone away. I feel like if, if you're here for the notion stuff, I did not touch notion at all today, <laughs> but is there, are you saying Thank there's God a for that. That's not what I came for. <laughs> Probably would have broke your computer. Oh, anyway. you know, inspiration is always good for seeing how people use their tools and, and you can pull that in. I definitely, you know, am, am very inspired by it, by the way that you sum up your, your daily, weekly, monthly. I, I really like that. Well, so I'm going to share this in the notes for, for people who are, who, are, who weren't around for week three, but did you want to share your, your checklist? Yes. It's, it is not quite ready for, for prime time. I will share the, I'm still working on it. Frankly, I am going to share the building a second brain startup template that I'm developing, focusing on distill and express 
And I will have the, it already has the project completion checklist template in there. And by the time that I do my session on uh, Tuesday at uh, 2 a.m. Eastern time, for me, it'll be, uh, for me, I'm in California, it'll be 11 at night. For that, it will be in there as well. And I will have a Loom video that I will post to uh, Circle as well. So it's not quite ready, but it's, uh, it's all in there or will be in there shortly. You're great at this. I'd say, I mean, you know, th there's there's ways to express within. I, I I just vaguely know that you work in the foreign service or some kind of yes something. That's similar. right. I mean, I, that's got to be a huge organization. You you could share just internally, I guess. You know, I I, I don't know. I, how. I could. Yeah, I definitely could, and that is that is where probably I'm 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 going for. But frankly, it's not as interesting. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I want to share this stuff and I want to share like, you know, the stuff that Dave is talking about and like that and like think bigger picture and, and the stuff I want to share touches on, on foreign policy, on bureaucracy, but at the same time, it covers, you know, productivity, writing, tech, you and, know, and for that, I still need permission as long as you're touching even a bit. And that's the challenge, but yes, absolutely. And that's the advice Tiago gave me uh, a year ago is, uh, you know, be the expert in internally on on some subject but it you know i don't know it doesn't excite me as much but yes it's there have you have you considered so doing the michael Crichton, which is have a pen name and write fiction but use the fiction to explore the issues that you want to actually write about that is an interesting idea i have oh, not considered that that is that's <laughs> a great idea that's a really good idea uh, is there a link to some article or something and I, I don't i don't know the is that the arthur michael Crichton? Yeah, yeah, the Jurassic Park guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just go read his Wikipedia. He's he's, he's got he had he led a full life. Let's just he was like bored in, he was he was bored in medical school, but he wasn't allowed to write, so he just wrote under a pseudonym, and from that came these movies. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm gonna write a musical, and <laughs> no one will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Well, appreciate you coming along and, and sharing. Yeah, well, well, well over time, you know, I, I don't want to drag too long, but we are available to you on email and on Circle and on Discord if if anyone prefers to hang out on Discord. Uh, I'm in there all day because I have my uh, my book community. But no, it was, it was a pleasure serving. I, I like I like that word, serving alongside with you. Oh, we have a last minute hand raise from Parita. If you'll just... Hey. Hi, Sean. Hopefully it's not too last minute because I was, I, I just wanted you guys to, you know, present as much as you could before I uh, interrupted with the question. Sure. So I have, I guess, maybe two organizing related question and two learning in public question. Organizing, I think part of, at one instance in your presentation, you mentioned something about, you know, wanting to uh, organize your files in Dewey decimal systems or something. And another instance you had mentioned that you may be a little bit more disorganized, but is there anything you might be able to share just how you go about organizing your files? Especially I, you being, yeah, like, I don't know, are you a Mac person, PC person, Mac Mac person? Mac person. I don't have that many files, so I don't think it's that interesting. I, I have my, this literally my work desktop. I have, I have work stuff. Sorry. I, no, I have, I have code stuff here. These are all GitHub. These are all uh, code repos. I just, I don't have many files. I, I just have code. And then, and then I have my work stuff. And some of these are like, you know, order forms and stuff like that. And they're all sorted by name. I just don't have that many files. I'm, I'm sorry. But, you know, in, okay. in terms of the, in terms of the, the librarian thing that I was, I was referring to, it was just really this, this stuff, right? Like the, the cloud stuff. When I, when I worked at Amazon, I, I just slotted a whole bunch of stuff in here 
And I didn't really do any progressive summarization or anything like that. So this is very much building a library, hoarding information and, and not really using it to produce any, any output. So it's a bit of self-criticism for me saying like, yeah, I like went through the motion of the capture habit, but I didn't really do anything else with that. So, you know, I'm trying to reflect on, on the lessons here, which is like, you, you should, you should bias your second brain towards action. Arguably, this is just a resource, so I don't need it yet. So I'm just put, sticking in there just in case, but it definitely reflects on me that, you know, I want to, I want to do more action, but ironically the, the, the most disorganized stuff that I do is the, is the more uh, action focused one. So I recently reorganized this, but now I have my newsletter source material that, that I lay out, you know, that I, that I update throughout the week. I have my mixtape stuff where I do my audio podcast work. And then I have just like business ideas, to-dos that I need to get done. These are notes. <laughs> I don't know why I just like decided to put one note here instead of, uh, instead of in Notion. I should have just done that. Anyway, and then here, here's our blog post ideas, which are just like a, a random list of stuff. Um, so it's super disorganized, but I know where to find them. That's the main, the main thing that counts. Uh, so yeah, I have a organization habit here and a disorganization habit here, and it kind of works. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. Thanks for those insights. So did I just hear you say that when you worked at Amazon, are you yeah, are you I've not left. with AWS at this time? Yep, I've left. Or you are? No, I, I, I left uh, in February. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I think that was going to be my second file system question is, is basically for your work stuff, do you also try to somehow organize things, you know, in, in company system according to any para thing? But I actually did a para reorganization at work, uh, but I don't think I can show you much in there that's confidential, but okay. it's para. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I think learning in public question may have a few subsets. When, when do you think, I, I know like a whole lot of people in software industry over the last 20 years or more, you know, they're obviously always up to date and the first to know about new products and you know everybody just joined twitter and everybody is just like has a public profile on twitter itself but when when did you start your twitter journey i guess in terms of commenting or posting things of that sort was it almost like 10 15 years ago whoa no uh, i don't think twitter's that old is it is that old no it's uh, 10 I, years old i joined i joined twitter a while ago but i didn't use it so it's it's a bit misleading to look at you know when someone joined right i got serious about it three years ago, three, three, four years. So you could see, I think you can see Twitter growth. Um, I don't know how far back you can look. You, you used to be able to look like the, the, the whole history, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure you can anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I got serious in around about 2017. And for those, for those people, like, if you want to know what it looks like to tweet into a void for like a year, you can, you can go look at my own, my own, my own tweets. <laughs> it's sometimes really sad because I, I would just go for months, just like, shouting into the void before I figured out that, oh, you should engage with people on stuff they're working on so that they're interested in, in what you have to say. Yep. And this is me. I don't know, making memes, like not really, not really having, like I started replying a little bit, but like not really having much traction on the stuff that I wrote. Yeah. I, I don't know. You just, you, 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 it's a very long, slow ride. And then people start recognizing you and you, you start getting pulled into people's networks and then it's a lot yeah. easier after a while. Hmm. Very cool. Thank you. So then in line with sort of the learning topic, there is this learning in public and obviously some industries just require that, you know, learning is continuous, but because I'm just so fascinated by how you present things and just your journey overall, when 
what was your education career like? Did you do schooling here in the U.S. and then move to Singapore, or um, uh, just uh, curious if you if yeah. if that's okay? Yeah, of course. I, I was born and raised in Singapore. I went to school in for college in the U.S. and then I basically worked in. Uh, the U.S. and U.K. for the next 10 years. So, yeah, I, I basically spent most of my adult life in the West, you know, air quotes. I, I did travel around a little bit, but I'm only I'm only here in Singapore physically because of COVID, because like, I was in New York City when COVID hit and New York looked pretty bad. So I didn't want to stay there and rely on like, you know, maybe have to chance it in the hospital. So I came back to Singapore where I thought it would, would be safer. I see. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I think maybe that's about it. How, how would you say, because I think your blog post mentioned something about joining Amazon maybe last year, and then obviously you're at a new place. How would you say overall your experience at Amazon was? And sorry for this interview type of questions or oh, yeah, like yeah, I type of questions. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm just as, yeah, just interested by this whole coding thing that you've put together on your website and just your works within there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been pretty open about... So Amazon has a has a culture of writing, which I think I, I appear... I am very strongly aligned with. And also they're, you know, despite having 1.3 million employees, they have a culture of working in small teams that are dissociated from each other. So I liked those very much. The The problem with working at, at some, at, at a big company like Amazon still is that you still have a lot of legacy technology to, to deal with. And that was going to be fine. And, and you know, you, they, they pay you pretty well for it. So the only, the only reason I left was because I found a startup opportunity that I really liked and I thought was going to be a rocket ship. So Amazon's always going to be there, but sometimes the right startup comes along and you just got to take your, take a chance. Very cool. Thank you. And yeah, just on, I don't know, you may want to probably wrap up soon. I don't know, but just, just want to thank you again, your presentation itself of the information of the wisdom of the tools. It's, it's fantastic and quite valuable and helpful. So thank you. And, and to, yeah, sorry, I, Sorry, Guy, with uh, for foreign service itself, like, are you able to share what region is it that you work with or you have an expertise in? Or have you already shared it and we don't know? I don't know. No, it's all in my, it's all in my LinkedIn profile. I'm happy okay. to, 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 to paste that. Got um, it. Okay, we'll take a yeah. look. Thank yeah, you. it's a, my, I, I, my, my career itself is public. It's just that sometimes we deal with quite sensitive information that, that can't be very public. Okay. If he if he tells you, he might have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll I'll make sure to learn that in my second brain. Thanks, Farida, for for all the all the great questions, and you can always follow up with us on on email as well. Yeah, thank you. All right, yeah. I, before it gets too long, I wanted to quickly. There was some there was some discussion going on uh, that I missed out about. Yeah, so Truffle MBA. I I do enjoy the podcast. I don't. I still haven't figured out who Bossman is. They just keep referring to boss man, and I'm just like, who the hell are these people? But uh, they, have, they have really interesting content. Let's see. Uh, th- there is a discussion about Balaji Srinivasan, who talks about the pseudonymous economy. Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting concept. But be, keep in mind that he he lives. He's probably living like a hundred years in the future, and it's a very strange thing to be disconnected to to like think so much. Think, think so far ahead and, and still have to reconcile that with, with day-to-day life. So I, I definitely take what he says with like, okay, that's a possible direction for the future, but no practical relevance to me today. But that said, uh, I do want to highlight one of his talks, which uh, I thought was pretty pretty good. Balaji Silicon Valley, which, which Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong cited as his inspiration for partially for starting Coinbase itself. So I, so I, if, if anyone's interested in, in Balaji's worldview and, and how that shapes uh, the crypto environment, definitely check out this talk. 
that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> okay, let's see. What else? Yeah, someone commented that NYC is basically open now. I know. I, I'm regretting it right now. Anyway, cool. I, I think I think that's about it. It's been it's been a really awesome chat. I love the engagement for everyone. I don't know how to say goodbye. It's just always kind of awkward. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I share again. You know the, the these these notes. You, you guys you guys all seem to have it. But we have you know we have people's contacts in here. You can. Glenn was asking if there's a public Discord. There is no there is no public Discord for the learning public stuff. But it is private, and you're all invited because you have stuck with me through thick and thin as far as I'm concerned this is one of the most uh, rewarding experiences and, and also a little bit stressful of, of like you know doing doing a zoom workshop I've never done this like on a, on a weekly basis for so long I've done I've done smaller workshops but th these are these are interesting I do have a public one so so don't share this discord uh, this is only for you guys I do have a public one for finance stuff and that's just because my first career was in finance something I, I never talked about but I used to be in hedge funds but if you want to join that discord and talk money you're welcome to come on in but no promises on <laughs> whether it's quality or not i literally just started it because i didn't have an outlet to talk money so that's that's where that's where my my friends hang out for for this for money stuff okay that's it thank you so much let's go you know build a second brain i'll see you around on, on circle or the internet somewhere i'm relatively open as you as you might be able to tell i just want to see you you know achieve your goals as as uh, people who build and <laughs> and learn and and yeah this is awesome thank you so much for for taking part in this journey with me thank you guys thank you sean you guys have been awesome thank you so much thank you thank right. you sean. Uh, yeah <laughs> thank you <Sean. laughs> all right bye everyone i am going to stop sharing now see you on the other side <laughs>